Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hopefully everyone out there is feeling, if not an easing, then maybe a little optimism. I would love it to be some Mm -hmm. optimism, Mm -hmm. Um, even if it's just about, I can handle this. Yeah. Even that's something to be grateful for, optimistic for. Trust in yourself and your resourcefulness and your ability to find um, the tools to help you through it. Think back, where were you, let's say, March the 10th versus now in the middle of September and look at all you've gone through and be proud of yourself and your family and your business for what you have navigated because it's been rocky and it's also been unprecedented and you can't plan for something that has never, ever happened before. So, you know, maybe give yourself a little pat on the back and be kind, be gentle and, um, yeah, be grateful, be grateful. Welcome to the in vibe live podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. And we're grateful that you're here. Welcome to the InVibe Life Podcast. It's Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn here. And today we're doing another little checkup on how the environment's going, how the situation is going with COVID because that's still Mm -hmm. happening. And we haven't done this checkup since July. So we figured it was time to check in and see. And today is the second, we're in the second week in September right now is where we are as we're filming this. about two months mm-hmm. since we filmed the last one. So we're just want to give an update on what's going on in Austin, Texas, what's going on in our lives, the pulse that's going on with our businesses and at the studio amongst the clientele that we, that I see there. Yeah. And we, I mean, we definitely, um, know more about the Austin community than others because we live in Austin and we're based in Austin. Um, but in general, you know, school has started. And our sons, our sons have done it a little differently, um, although they have all been completely online so far. But I think your sons are going back in person soon. Is hopefully, that right? Hopefully in a week or two. I haven't gotten that personal email that they can yet, but I got a generic email that led me to believe that I would be in the next group to go back. Because your schools are doing it in a phased approach. So a bringing phased back. Approach. X number and then X plus 10 and then X plus 20 yes. and, and doing it mm-hmm. like that. And the first group got phased in and then the whole, um, the superintendent and the other people that are in charge of making that decision met after that phase in and made the decision that we would go ahead with the next phase in. And in Austin's, um, chart, 
I think it's a five level system, five level alert system. And we dropped from level four to level three. So we're in level three right now and things are still going pretty well. The last time we filmed this, Cheryl, we were saying how we felt that, um, everyone had an elevated stress, like things had really just taken up a notch in, um, Austin. In fact, we weren't even in the same room filming this all, um, we were in our separate places. We weren't, I wasn't getting out much at that point because of, um, some things going on with my kids at that time, one of them needing to have a surgery and things like that. So we were being pretty protective of ourselves at that moment. Um, right now, Austin's numbers have stabilized, which has been really nice. And so my younger, my youngest son, um, from his perspective has been in an online model and his school is going to be starting a phase-in approach next week, I think. But it's a K-12 through school, and they're bringing the high schoolers in last. So he okay. still has another month online, but the school itself is going to start bringing kids onto campus. They're just um, wanting not to stretch their resources with administration too thin by bringing everyone on at the same time. The way I understand the philosophy, I haven't really been uh, involved mm -hmm. in that. But for him, the online so far has been going actually pretty pretty well, I, mm -hmm. I'd say. And I'm just curious to see what's going to happen when they go on campus. But um, I don't know things. So we, I have I have one in middle school and one, and both of them are first year middle school and first year high school. Yeah, and for one, I feel like the online is going okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that bad. He enjoys the breaks that he's getting. He's definitely one that doesn't need to be sitting in front of that computer all the time. So they have, I think they've capped the actual, each class only gets 15 minutes of Zoom time. And then you can get off and work on your own, or you can stay on and work with the teacher. Mm -hmm. um, so one is doing well with that. My other one who has always done really well in school and never had any sort of, you know, needed assistance in anything. It's not as well for him. Yeah. You know, I think it's, he focuses better in a classroom and mm -hmm. retains more and then things come very easy for him. But when he's at home, it's not, the retention is not there and it's not going as well. well you know, everyone does learn differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, I mean, I've talked a little about before and I was thinking this might be a really good topic for another podcast at some point. Um, a couple of my sons have learning differences and so have gone through a lot of academic testing over the years. And, you know, that's something that in those circumstances you really learn. Are they more visual learners or auditory learners? Are they more easily distracted or less easily distracted? But even kids without learning differences, you have Learned your strengths mm -hmm. or adults also. You mm -hmm. have your strengths on do you do better orally, right. visually in person, right on Zoom, and so completely, yeah, that's something that you know. If this were going to be permanent, you'd want to have some sensitivity to how your kids learn, yeah, best, and try to monitor their system and um, accommodate that. But everyone just got thrown into it. You know, another thing that this just made me think. So we did a podcast three or four weeks ago with um, Dr. Vera Waring, who is an educator and has her pulse on a lot of 
public schools in Texas, and it was right before schools were about to go back. Mm -hmm. And she even talked a lot about um, how the teachers and administrators were feeling in a couple weeks after things had been going for a few weeks. It would be interesting to bring her back again, and let's see how are the teachers feeling and how are the um, administrators feeling. Again, from a parent's perspective, I feel like things are probably going, I'm probably a skeptic, and things are probably better than I had thought they'd be. And I felt that last spring, too. I thought, oh, this is going to be a disaster. And then as it went, I thought, this is actually going a whole lot better than I right. thought it would. Not every parent I know at the same school felt the same way, but that was our experience. But uh, the teachers, you know, I wonder how they're feeling. Well, what's interesting is since we're doing this phase-in thing at our school, not all of our teachers are coming back. Yeah, ours either. So mm-hmm. when the teachers aren't there, the kids are just going to the library and oh. doing Zoom class still in school. And I know some teachers have gotten, you know, don't have expressed that they're not coming back because one reason or another, but they're still going to teach via zoom, Mm -hmm. which I think is a place of contention for some Mm -hmm. parents. You know, it's interesting with one of my child, one child who does okay via zoom and the other one that doesn't, the one that doesn't do well via zoom, I want his teacher to be there. Right. Cause it, 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 doesn't benefit his mm-hmm. education to be doing it via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Then it, I feel like the school becomes a glorified babysitter if the teacher is still that. Zoom. Mm-hmm. Now, my other son, it's now just kind of not to change the subject too much, but now when they do go back, they're going to be asked to wear that mask all day long. Right. Yes, that's true. And I have one that I think will be completely fine with that. My other one has allergies and asthma Mm -hmm. and exercise induced asthma. And he does not wear a mask well or often, right? He has had a little bit anxiety when he's had to wear it too much. So I think him wearing it all day is going to be a big challenge. So I think we're going to try the going back with him, but if it doesn't work, I'm going to bring him home. Yeah. You know, same with my son. Um, Because his school, again, even when they go back to the hybrid model, it will be video classes. It's it's complicated. It's It's weird. weird. But the kids have the option Mm -hmm. to stay home. And again, because there's um, some attention difficulties there, I'm not sure if that's going to be as um, beneficial to him as if he's in a room alone without the distractions of the other kids doing different things at the same time. Yeah. I think that might be a challenge, although I think, you know, he's got a, an advisor who's kind of on top of it and, and going to be watching out for it. It, it still just might not we don't mesh know. well. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm curious mm-hmm. to see. And also, since we're on the mask topic, yeah. um, this might be a little controversial, but I recently just did a book review on Invibe Life that came out this week on Darren Oleen's book called Super Life. And one of the things that he talks about in here is our natural detox system that our body has. And one of the main detox systems that our body naturally has is our exhale. And so our amazing bodies that do so much for us without us even thinking about it, when we inhale what's ever in the air, the body naturally exhales the toxins that do not benefit us. So once you put a mask on, you are then inhaling the things that your body's already rejected. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious to see the long-term effects of wearing the mask. Now, 
here, and I know that some professions have to wear it right more often than others. Now, being that I own an exercise facility, what we have done is we've asked clients to, because Austin is still on a, everybody wear a mask. Right. That's what's going on here. Even outdoors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ask clients, when you come in, wear your mask. We take temperatures and sanitize. When you get on your piece of equipment and you start to actually exercise, since the equipment is more than six feet apart, I do give the client the permission to take their mask off because I'm asking them to take big inhales and big exhales. And I want that exhale to be part of the detox system and the movement system of their, I want the breath Mm -hmm. to be part of their movement. Right. And so I don't love the idea of wearing the mask through exercise. And we've had some clients tell us that their doctors, because they've had concussions, their doctors are saying to not exercise with a mask on if you've had a concussion. I know. And you told me that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had never heard that. Mm -hmm. And I have a son who's had two concussions, one just a few months ago. So I was grateful that you gave me that piece of information. And you know, you you might want to go look that up for yourself. That's Mm -hmm. just kind of, I heard that from a client. And so I respect that. You know, mm-hmm. and, but we, but I'm lucky that I have the ability to move You have my, a small, you have a boutique uh, studio. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And I have the ability and I have, it's big enough that I can move all my equipment six feet yes. away. Most of my colleagues around the world do not have that luxury. Part Are you of, hearing from them? Yes. There's been fire sales on equipment. Wow. Equipment is being sold throughout the world because studios either don't have the space for it anymore. To spread out. To enough. spread out. Um, and so they get rid of equipment so they can spread out their existing equipment. If they've been able to keep their doors open, a lot of clients or co-work colleagues of mine in the community have shut their studios down and maybe just brought all their equipment home. I've had several of my colleagues do that because it cuts the overhead, right? And, um, it's interesting. I was talking to a colleague of mine this week that he was saying, you know, right in the beginning, pulled his equipment out of an existing gym and brought it home. Clients continued to come and work was still pretty good, but now it is dead. It's dead. And it's interesting. He's like, you know, I don't know if people have just started traveling more and they're not coming back because they don't have to because their kids are via Zoom. I am seeing the trend of a lot of mm-hmm. people who can travel. Are travel. traveling. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, and he also said that people are being more cautious with their money because that is a reality right now that, you know, financially things are not where they were before March. Right. And there is a proliferation of options for exercising via streaming. I mean, you have a streaming service. I have a streaming service, which is actually doing well, Mm -hmm. you know, there's new people joining up all the time. So I'm blessed that I had that opportunity and I've actually started that business pre COVID, but COVID did give me the opportunity to kind of boost it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But that might be something going on in your industry. So this, this brings me to another um, topic because you know, you're talking about people coming into your studio. Mm -hmm. The last time we recorded this podcast in July, I remember both of us talking about the fact that we just felt something shifting. And like it was shifting to increased stress, increased fear. There um, were more cases in Austin, cases proliferating. And the fact that we had been in shutdown for months already and then we're having to say, 
okay, we've got to get even more diligent now. You know, we thought we were doing a good job. It didn't work. Now let's get even more diligent. And, you know, it's kind of hard to pull within yourself, whether it's individually or as a community and say, all right, we've got to suck it up even more than we've been doing. And you and I both talked about how, whether it was friends or colleagues or people you see in your studio, we felt an intensifying um, feeling and more stress and more fear and more anxiety. I want to see what you're thinking now because, and for those of you who don't know, you know, Cheryl owns this um, Pilates studio physical therapy clinic. It's kind of in the middle of Austin. So we know we're, we're really only talking about Austin right now, Mm -hmm. but you have truly a crossroads of people coming into your studio because you're really centrally located Located, in, Mm -hmm. in town. And so you have a good feel on the pulse of what people are feeling from what I'm seeing. I feel like people are, I don't know if it's that they're loosening up or they're more optimistic or they're, I don't know, something is shifting to me the other way. Now, maybe everyone's just accepting it more like, okay, we, this is what we're going to have to do, but we can do it. I don't know what it is. Um, just to kind of give you a little, what's going on in the studio. Like Amy Uh said, I, I hear a lot what's going on in the community. I feel like it's, it's how I get my news from my clients (laughs) and what's going on. Um, just this week, there's been a little bit of an uptick okay. on the Pilates side. People are starting to come back, which the physical therapy side picked up much quicker, you know, and the Pilates was just dragging, you know, mm-hmm. had I not had the physical therapy side to maintain my business, it would have not been beneficial for me to keep my doors open mm-hmm. on the Pilates side of it. Um, so this week I've had a few people come back for the first time since before March. And I've even had a couple clients go, are people even worried about COVID anymore? So that shocked Whoa. me, you know, yeah. it's, it, but that was a vibe that I was getting, you know, even though they're walking into my place and masking and we're doing things way different than we did mm-hmm. before March. Um, you know, I do think people are still worried about it. I do. I do think that that's the case. Um, but I think people are, they've had enough and they are ready to get out and live their lives and they might have to live their lives a little differently, Differently, Yeah. but they are willing to do that now. That's, I feel like maybe there is, I mean, there's obviously a new normal people are at least starting to maybe feel like I can still live within this new normal. Yes. I mean, if that makes sense. And maybe mm-hmm. it's not what we all wish we were doing or mm-hmm. how we wish we were doing it. I know for my husband and myself, we love to entertain. It's been hard not to just be able to say, hey, everyone, you know, come, come over. over. Even mm-hmm. a couple small things we've done that have been within the parameters that our guidelines are. It's still like, okay, you know, everyone stay six feet away from each other mm-hmm. while we, mm-hmm. you know, each toast from afar or whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's a little odd. But it's been hardly anything. And that, you know, that's had an emotional effect. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little bit depressing. Yeah. I mean, well, I we just need that's community. Our, we, we, we need community. Yeah. And even, I feel like I'm kind of, Stephen and I are both homebodies and we love to be at yeah. home and, mm-hmm. um, we don't do a whole lot. He, lo- he goes to see a lot of music. I go shopping with Stacy or exercise <laughs> with, with my good friend. Um, but you know, we don't get to go shopping anymore. Yeah. Right. Cause the stores, I mean, they're slowly coming back up, but I, I don't, you know, financially now I'm being more careful right. mm-hmm. because reality is things are not where they were. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
that shift is there and that get, you know, when there's a long Saturday and you're like, Oh, this would be a perfect time. We could go do this. We have gone to the farmer's market that helps, but it doesn't, it's not the same. I'm not getting the same scratch itch with the farmer's market that I was with the clothing store. (laughs) But you know, let's see the new activities last weekend. Um, I played golf and so that's nice. It was getting outside and for several hours and, you know, my husband yeah. and myself in our personal golf cart, we were Fun. very safe. We really yeah. didn't cross paths with anyone. Uh-huh. And so that was a nice thing to do. But I think people are also leaning into those things you can do. I've heard a lot of people talking about nature walks and hikes, which is yeah. really great. Is it hard to get a tea time or has it been not as busy? You know, it's always a little hard, but we went in the afternoon. It was just super hot. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Thank God this week is not that hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, I, that's kind of what's going on, um, with the studio and hopefully that trend continues. Cause I think business wise, we need that or we mm-hmm. have to make other changes because we're still running at half of the capacity that we were before. Yeah. And you can only sustain that for so long. Yeah. You know? And so it's, I think that's another thing that Cheryl and I want to share with the community. And it's that um, we're really having to lean into and apply to a lot of the principles we talk about on these podcasts and in our articles. So those imbibe principles of mindfulness and gratitude and staying present and where you put your attention, you're going to bring about more of that. Um Choose joy. Yeah. Choose joy and happiness. We're not saying those things because um, things are so easy for us. It's easy to say that. And I think it's important we share that with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you just shared that it's been stressful on your business. You know, we have InVibe Life is a new business for us. And so it's um, still a startup in an incubation stage. This isn't supporting us in doing what we're doing. It's more of a passion project. Yes. At the moment. And we have other businesses that support us and they've been very successful businesses in the past. And we're extremely grateful for that. Um, but we are in enduring stress with those businesses too. And so I just want everyone, um, to understand that, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, my husband and I in our business, our market is greatly contracting and, Things are, um, the year started off great. And then you could just see what happened after COVID and, um, shrinking and just stresses in the industry that, that mean that for our personal business and the way our business model runs, um, we're, we're having to face some, um, stressful circumstances at times. And so we're sitting here talking about happiness even when Cheryl and I are stressed out. Yeah. We're having to look for it because there are some, you know, I think it was last week's podcast. We talked about the sleep part, the more, the challenges in the challenge in sleep. We might not have talked about that. Or maybe that was a personal conversation. Yeah. I'm not sure we did that. Last week's podcast was on gratitude. Okay. So it, well, personally we had talked about how sometimes it can be challenging to sleep. That is, uh, I think a reflection of stress because I'll wake up in the middle of the night and start going over the, Oh, 
the to-do list. I totally do that. Or things like that. And that doesn't happen to me as often if I'm not worried about things. So when that starts happening, then I start to realize, oh, you are a little more worried than than Mm -hmm. maybe you think you are in the middle of the day. Yeah. But my body kind of will do that to me. You know, physical stress reactions happen before I've actually paid attention enough to be like, oh, yeah, you're stressed out and you didn't even know it. Well, when we talk about listen to the whispers. Yes. And so let's talk about some things, you know, still even more tools, because I know I've kind of taken it up a notch in the last few weeks. Um, and it's weird because I'm sitting here saying, on the one hand, I feel like everyone's easing up a little. But on the other hand... Things are getting a little more restrictive in our business. Yeah. So um, I have been meditating more. Yeah. Like we talk about my go-to technique is meditation. And I've not only done my normal kind of I like to start the day in meditation. Again, even if it's only five or ten minutes because that's all I have because mm-hmm. we're running late or I overslept or whatever. I like to start the day in meditation. But I've also been in the middle of the day whenever I can doing longer guided meditations And very like Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of my favorites for this, talking about, and it's about um, helping control the energy in your body so that you are getting into a place where you can um, tap into positive energies and emotions with Dr. Dispenza's theory of being when you are focused on those unlimited possibilities or unlimited um, emotions, like, yeah. that's the place you have to be in order to bring about more positive. Got it. Got it. And so I've been doing things to try to intentionally keep my emotional being, my mm-hmm. energetic being mm-hmm. positive you know, in a state of gratitude Mm -hmm. limitless is a great word, isn't Mm -hmm. it? But first of all, in a state of gratitude, because remember, and we talked about gratitude last week, but I'm going to go right back to it because I've been using it even more this past week. When you are in a state of gratitude, what you're doing is saying, thank you. When you say thank you, it's because you have received something or something good has happened to you. So if you keep yourself in that state of good things happening to you, then you're attracting more good things happening to you. That's Dr. Dispenza says gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. He says, and that's, you know, something, you know, that I've worked on a lot over the years is allowing myself to receive. I, I tend to be the person to say, no, I'll do everything, not sit back and receive Receive. everything. Mm -hmm. And I've really been working a lot on that. And I think it's, I'm not saying I can, point to any one thing that's happened as a result of it, but my emotional state is pretty good. Oh, that's good. And I'm sleeping pretty well, even yeah. though I'm stressed out about yeah. a lot of things. You know, it's it's yeah. not, it's kind of like, does that stress, do you take it, observe it and say, okay, it's here. What am I supposed to learn from it? What am I supposed to do from it? And then release it. Or do you let it really get into the core of your being? And settle into your body. And that's two different ways you can look at stress. And it really, really, I think, can make a difference in your life. If you can learn even to be intentional. We talk about intentionality about your stress and what you, how, how you deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's a good reminder 
Yeah. Cause I can honestly, I'll fess up. I have not had a great week of going to gratitude and doing uh-huh. all of that. You know, we've been dealing with some house issues and that just puts me in that frustrated mood. Yeah. And when I get in that frustrated mood, it's much harder for me to find gratitude and exactly. and because what you focus on comes to yes. you. Yes. Yeah. So it's been a definitely a challenging week with that. So that's a good reminder. Thank but you. But do you have any tools that you have been using? I know one of the things you've been doing is learning new things. Yes. Because you've been reading, you've been yeah. reading so many new books on yeah. epigenetics health. and mm-hmm. health and reversing yes. aging. You've even inspired me to go into those areas more deeply than I have before. So that's, I think, I'm going to speak for you. One thing Thank you've you. done <laughs> is dive into yeah, that. Yeah, learn mm-hmm. new things. Because it feeds or, my soul. I love to know about the body and what's going on with it and what we can do to have a healthier body. So yeah, I have uh-huh. dove into that, um, deeply. Also, I would say that I've been meditating a little bit more, but I've been trying to observe in my meditations when I'm going through the motions or actually getting something out of it. Uh huh. And some, and I do think, I know that you are so forgiving with meditation, I am. <laughs> but I have noticed that sometimes I'm just doing what I think I should be doing versus, versus taking that meditation to, um, like, okay, so this might be a better way to explain it. Sometimes I'm just saying like a mantra in my head instead of feeling what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And if I can feel it, it's better than me just saying it. Although sometimes saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it, eventually I feel it. But I've tried to not put so much importance on what those words are and put a little bit more importance to what the feelings are. And I think that for me personally, helps me feel like I'm growing in this meditation mm-hmm. and getting a little more authentic with what I want to get out of it. If maybe it's just me evolving. No, I think it. that's a really good. So um, I'd say a couple things about that. One thing I'd say is, that sounds great. And it is more about the feeling and shifting your emotional state. The other thing I'd say is even when you think it's not perfect, yeah. I'd still say it's better than nothing. It's better than it. nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I have been doing more of that with this, mm-hmm. but the, I think the reason I was doing it was not necessarily great. It was like, oh, you've got to be meditating because you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't necessarily, I think I need to take a step back and be okay with maybe some of the things that are frustrating me and accepting those feelings. And when, once you accept them, then take your steps to help deal with them versus getting mad at having them and just trying to push them down and mm-hmm. not have them. I think that that's two different things or two different ways of dealing with it. You could also write them down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and make a list yes. of them. Let yes. the paper hold them so yeah. your heart doesn't have to yes. a little bit. I know. I could mm-hmm. be, I could do that too. Yeah. And you can, <laughs> you can come back to them. Yes. Yes. I'm not a good journaler, but I could. But it's a list. Don't yeah. Don't even journal. Make a list. a list. Yeah. It can be shorthand. It I'm a good list. Sound, I'm a good list yeah. person. Mm-hmm. I, I do that. I try and, and if I don't make a list then the week doesn't go as well. You know, I try and sit down on Sundays and list out the whole week and mm-hmm. cause Lord knows I'll forget something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but my husband's a to-do list. Maker. Oh, I'm a to-do list maker Yeah, and I could make one for everyone in the house if they would let me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a good delegator. Yeah. <laughs> I think that people don't like to see me coming with that list. <laughs> but, you know. So I think this is a good check-in. We kind of went over this what... This is the state of InVibe Life, September 2020. Is September 2020. What, this, what yes. this is. And what we're feeling and what we're hearing around town and you know, what we're seeing and it'll be interesting. Hopefully, you know, we get back at this within the next month or two and give another check-in, you know, it's September. So in two months, we're going to be creeping up on Thanksgiving and the holidays. And, you know, I do know that, um, Halloween has been a topic of conversation. Oh yeah. Parents, you know, my kids kids are, are younger. They're a little younger. Um, they're not, I think that I probably am just out of that window of trick-or-treating. Maybe mm-hmm. my youngest will still go with his group of friends. They're still going to find their friends. But it's going to be interesting to see how that shifts this year. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be I live in a community where big groups of kids would get together and parents were out and, you know, the streets were busy and packed and houses were open and people were going in. There was parties in everybody's houses and you just kind of made yourself around the neighborhood in and out of everybody's houses, eating and drinking and Uh really enjoying Halloween. (laughs) That's how it's been in the past. So, you know, yeah, that should be about the time I'd say sometime around Halloween, we should be doing another check-in about five or six weeks away from today. Yes. And so that would be a good point in time. Mm -hmm. And maybe before then again, I'd love to do a check-in from the school's perspective. Totally. With, with Maybe we can get Dr. that wearing, yeah, mm-hmm. and get that going. But um, you know, hopefully, everyone out there is feeling, if not an easing, then a maybe a little optimism. I would love it to be some mm-hmm. optimism, mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just about I can handle this. Yeah, even that's something to be grateful for, optimistic for. Trust in yourself and your resourcefulness and your ability to find um, the tools to help you through it. Think back, where were you, let's say, March the 10th versus now in the middle of September and look at all you've gone through and be proud of yourself and your family and your business for what you have navigated because it's been rocky and it's also been unprecedented and you can't plan for something that has never, ever happened before. So, you know, maybe give yourself a little pat on the back and be kind, be gentle and, um, Yeah. Be grateful. Be grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening and we'll check back in in a couple of weeks and give you what's going on. But, uh, go ahead and check out our website at imbibelife.com so that you can get that book review on this book, Super Life by Darren Oline. We'll link it. We'll also link that back to school podcast we did a couple weeks ago so you can find all those resources. Definitely. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the InVibe Life podcast. For more information and to join our community, be sure and check out our website at www.invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.